Welcome to the first episode of Ohm's Lounge, and I'm your host, Ohm's, and today we have our friend, The Lone Salesman, <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about some video games, and how he feels about them, and we're going to be going over some topics like the things in the gaming industry that disappoint him the most, what his thoughts are on emerging technologies and video games like VR, mobile gaming, and the future. Expectations on video games that we know and what the collective gaming community believe should be the norm in regard to everywhere from AAA games to indie games. So it's good to see you. Good to see you too, Josh. Long time no see. Yeah. What's it been, like a month or two? Something like that. We've been working on this podcast for how long now? I've been, it's been like uh, in the works for like a couple months. I mean, we did a few practices. Um, I know we have your interview set up with your friend Naguli. I did one by myself talking about Evangelion, but this is the first one where we're doing uh, just me and you. So um, we're both Advent gamers, or at least like to say we are in our busy lives. <laughs> uh, but I think me and you have talked multiple times on this subject on how we just don't feel impressed with what's going on nowadays. I mean, games are fun, right? I mean, we we still play them, but, you know, uh, go back to when you were a kid, you're excited when new game came out, you played it, it was like groundbreaking. Uh, now it just seems, you know, more or less things aren't really going in a, in a progressive direction, I mean, we're more or less we're, we're seeing the same things uh, getting released over and over again. I mean, you know, we're getting like Call of Duty every year, and at least we play it. Not much improvement. Back in the day, we, we you know we had the MOBAs. I know you were a pretty uh, avid player of League of Legends. I had a few play, uh, people that played uh, Heroes of the Storm and Dota Two. Now it's uh, Battle Royale. Right? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, you have Battle Royales kind of leading the charge. And I remember back in like, what was it? 2010-ish, when zombies were a huge thing. Like, everything was zombies. You had Daisy. You had Call of Duty zombies. You had... Dead Rising. Yep, um, Dead Rising was one. So many. And now it's kind of like shift-focused into Battle Royale. First, uh, first person shooters, which have always been a thing, but now they're trying to combine zombies, BR, all these things that were just their own standalone thing. Because I remember my first introduction to BRs was Arma 3. And then from Arma 3, I've learned that DayZ was a huge thing. And that was also Battle Royale. And that was really exciting for me to see in my time over there in Florida. That was back in like 2012 or so. And I would always watch uh, Lyric because Lyric was kind of known for playing BRs like that, mm. more notably Arma 3. And so whenever I got my first computer that could run that type of game, I was able to sit down, play it, get kind of immersed and understand the complexities of that style of game. Now it's been kind of dumbed down for the average person or the little kid because now Fortnite is <laughs> the 
the game that every kid asks their mom for uh, V-Bucks for or some type of in-game currency that they have to go and pay for. Right. You, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I read a story where grandma went to GameStop and she's like, how do I buy Fortnite? And it's like, well, you don't buy it. It's, it's free to play. You know, the kid wants the, the in-game currency, but grandma doesn't know how to get that. <laughs> I think the, one of the games that we should probably think for BRs being as popular as they are now is, is PUBG, um, which was a lot, of, even on Twitch, you know, a lot of people got famous from just playing PUBG, you know, um, there was a lot of old school, like FPS players, like uh, Shroud, for example, or, you know, Dr. Disrespect, and um, a lot of streamers, you know, they didn't start on that game, but uh, it, it's kind of what boosted them and made made Twitch like more entertaining. And uh, I always stayed away from Fortnite. I remember it's funny you mentioned zombies because Fortnite was originally supposed to be a zombie defense game. That's true. And um, the building thing and then the BR was just like a side thing. And then eventually they realized, yeah, the original idea was whatever. No one cared about it. They wanted to play the BR. Um I stayed away from most BRs. I play a little H1Z1. Um, I play a little bit of Fortnite when it came out, but the game that really got me into BRs was was Apex Legends when it dropped abruptly. Uh, what was it 2019 um, in February ish? My friends told me, "Hey, check out this game, Apex Legends," and I'm like, "What is this?" And it's like, "Oh, well, it's like." kind of like overwatch but it's like a br like people have abilities and uh the gunplay looks fun and uh i i used to play titanfall as well and um i really like the movement in titanfall and titanfall 2 that was like the funnest part of the game so uh you can't quite move around as much like that in uh apex legends but um they did add little slices of titanfall into that universe and i thought it was cool to see a br with like a deeper lore and a backstory kind of like that's what always interested me in League. Like, I was never interested in the gameplay, but I always thought, like, the characters are, like, really in-depth. They all had these, like, cool backstories. And that's kind of what they did with Apex Legends. Um, and um, you can say that they took a lot of ideas from different places, like the abilities, like, were from games like Halo 3. You know, you got the decoy, the shield. Um, you got some abilities, like, from Overwatch. Um, but for me, it was, it was something new, and it was refreshing in a sense where like they're taking all these good ideas, but actually doing something cool with it. And every season has been getting better and better. I mean, there's little annoyances here and there. Like when you're playing a free to play game and you know, a game that relies on in-game purchases, uh, there's going to be problems like, you know, server issues, uh, network issues, whatever, but I still play it. Like I, out of all the games I own, I think Apex is the game I play the most now. And between my uh, life events, uh, I haven't been able to be as active in each season. But you know, I max out my battle pass. We do ranked. Um, I'm not that great. I'm only like platinum, and usually I fall into gold anyway. But um, it's really fun to play with me and my friends. And you know, I learn a lot just from playing it strategically and just mechanically as well. How do you keep a game like that to be entertaining for you? Because for me, like I quit League. I quit League so many times because it was um, it was putting me in a bad spot. I get angry. 
like I would rage and yeah, I wasn't progressing at all. And what was really frustrating for me was the MMR, um, just matchmake ranking and stuff like that. And understanding that you're not going to be able to climb rank if you play a single role, which is what I did for four years. I was a four year support only main and I was stuck bot lane. And that took me four long arduous years for me to realize, yeah, I need to, I need to play a different role because if I don't, then I'm not going to be able to progress at all, or at least solo myself, uh, to at least gold. And I never reached gold. The highest I've ever got was like silver three and as a support. And that's hard. And there's going to be plenty of people out there. They're going to be like, Oh man, silver three, you're, you're trash. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, I was trash, but I blame my teammates. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no man. It, it's just, I, I should have been able to flex a lot of, um, champions. Because in a game like that, you have you have a lot of thought uh, thought processes to go through before the match even starts, and that's like one of the most exciting things for me. Whenever I was watching the LCS or any of the you know the the championship league uh, competitions for League of Legends, because I would make my my thoughts on if this team comp is good or if it was bad or if it was just downright gonzo and that was exciting to me because i'm like whoa they put you know they picked like shin support back in like season five or something like that it's like nobody does that and so i was like really excited to see people kind of express or do something crazy uh in a role that i thought was kind of um pigeonholed into certain champions so i'm not sure if apex kind of has that same type of flair to it at all because i don't know too much about apex but i do see that you like uh whenever i was watching you stream you would talk about what was her name watson yeah yeah watson yeah so watson's really good late game because she's able to like close off doors with her electric field or something like that i was like that's pretty smart you're and i saw you win like with your team on that so i was like yeah okay so there is somewhat of a comp and whereas like with the league there's just too many there's Hmm. I, I forgot how many champions there are right now. Like, I want to say somewhere close to 200, if not uh, that a little bit less than. And that's that's a hard, that's a lot to keep up with because you have their passives, their active abilities, what comps, what items you should be building. There's a lot to it. Hmm. Yeah, so the same way you felt about League is kind of how I felt about Overwatch because... Um, when I played Overwatch, uh, you know, I played with my friends and, we, you know, it's hard to blame your teammates because usually we played in at least a six stack, five stack, maybe four stack and maybe had, uh, you know, a couple randoms. So what, it, it depended who was online. Right. Uh, we did have one good guy. He was he was pretty good. Like he was a really good DPS player. He usually played Tracer or uh, Ash. So. We had a good DPS, and then I mainly stuck to tank or support as well. And those two roles, like, yeah, by themselves, it's very tough to do it by yourself or, you know, you have to play a certain way. Like, okay, like, for example, if you're a tank, like you're a Reinhardt, you know, um, Reinhardt, he's got the shield and the hammer, right? So he's supposed to soak damage. But if you don't have support on your back, you're going to get melted. 
you know, if you and if you don't have DPS who are picking off their supports in the back line or uh, they're not taking out the other DPS players, then uh, you're going to take too much damage. You'll die. And with Apex, the difference is even though the like there is compositions, but I feel like you can flex with any character because you have the added element of the gunplay. So if you're really good at mechanically, then it doesn't really matter who you pick. I mean, there will be situations where, yeah, your abilities do matter. Um, like I said, with like Watson or Caustic, Caustic's another defensive character. He uses uh, gas. So he can, in an indoor fight, he is superior because he can lock off rooms or make it hard to, to breach. Um, same thing like, like in Siege, you know, you have your anchor characters. That's kind of like, the closest thing you know you have characters who can lock off a room or an entry where it'll be really difficult to get in so um with apex too like you have different like there's not really dps players but there is like more aggressive characters like wraith and revenant or um horizon for example um horizon she can move vertically get in better positions so if you're she's good solo because no matter who you're fighting, you can outmaneuver anyone. Or if you're by yourself, you know, you can get away easily. Same thing with Wraith. Like she can go in and out of fights because she's invulnerable when she uses her, her ability or she can move her team. So I guess what keeps me going is knowing that, okay, it's not because of the legend I'm picking. It's just me. Like if I lose, I can take responsibility now, there are times where, like, my teammates, you know, maybe they're not in the right position or they're not attacking with me. Then, yeah, so, or maybe they run off in the, you know, like, like, let's say they run off by themselves, get themselves killed. Now it's a 2v3 situation. Then, yeah, I can blame my teammates there. But um, when you're playing with friends and you got that coordination and you know how each other play, because that's the thing. Like, when you play with random you don't know this person, right? You know, okay. Are they going to be aggressive or something? Yeah, like, you got to you gotta feel them out. And that's, in, in Apex, you know, when I play with randos, it the first five minutes of the game, I figure, I'm figuring out, okay, how does this guy like to play? Like, sometimes you can tell by the legend they pick. Um, but sometimes, it, you know. I got a funny story about that. Okay. So, back when I used to play League, um, it was me and my friend Jake. And... He liked the way I played my Thresh, and I liked the way he played his Lucian. And I'll, he was like a normal, like anytime I would log on, he was on, and we would do OQ. We would just like, just play normal rounds, whatever, just have fun, just talk shit with each other. It was a lot of fun. And we did that for years. And then I did something for him that I can't really say I've done for a lot of people, but I went out of my way and I got him uh, a little Graves uh, figurine from right website and i got him a jacket with corky on it because he was an 80 carry main and he was like oh dude thank you like he was super appreciative of it and then like fast forward a few years i was transferring um from commands and i was very close to where he was living at so i went out um hung out with him in massachusetts and we had a fun fucking time like it was so crazy i, I met his family and went out to like his you know his bars it was it was a fantastic time i i miss i like that part about gaming the most it's like actually developing like a really good connection with someone especially if it's online mm. through a game and i think that's like one of the coolest things and feelings that you could ever have 
Because they're friends for life at that point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you think of how many hours you play a game and then if you're playing with the same people. Like, I know for a fact uh, there's a lot of stories, you know, Xbox 360 days, you know, you meet random people and some of those guys are like friends for life too. Now you have Discord, right? So yep. now it's so much easier to keep track of like all your friends and uh, people you play with. You know, if you stream and you stream with someone or you, you want someone to play with you, you know, it's easy to keep track of people nowadays. Whereas uh, back in the day, it's like you never knew if you're going to find that person again. That's nice. You know, I think gaming is a lot more social than it was, or at least it's easier to keep up with people. You know, I lately, though, I think I mostly play with people I, I, I know like every now and then I find someone that's actually like fun to play with. I I think the challenging thing for me is uh since I'm we're here in Japan, um, you know, we we tend to play on US servers still, but uh we play on Japanese servers too, but um my my Japanese is okay enough to communicate like like little things, but um I think my other the other buddies I play with, you know, they're not as good as Japanese, so it's hard for them to want to play with other Japanese players. So um, for me, I, I'm okay with it. But for them, it's like, uh, they're like, so, so, you know, they're not sure if they want to risk playing with someone they can't talk to. No, I feel that. Um, my friend Echo Monkey, he, he likes to play Escape from Tarkov. And he plays with a lot of Japanese people. Mm. And he says they're amazing. And he was gone for like a month just just playing just doing scav runs whatever his thing was in that game i don't really know too much about it i know you play it um but yeah he he had a fun time playing with them because he just says that they actually know how to like coordinate and go in a group mm, yeah they're really nice. like honestly i've been a lot of nice people from uh playing with japanese players um with a game like escape from tarkov like if you're playing in a squad like that it's you can get so much done easier because it's like it's so hard to take down like a three or four stack squad, especially if you're running with people who know what they're doing. So um, that's that's yeah, <laughs> I wish I had that because I think I kind of gave up on Escape from Tarkov at the moment because uh, I don't know when the next wipe is happening. But, you know, next wipe, you know, I think I'm going to run with my other friend. He's from uh, Sweden, but he lives out here in Japan. So. Uh, it would be nice to run the game with him just to get tasks done and quests done. Because when you have someone watching your back, it's just... I think playing Escape from Tarkov solo is good for learning. But to get stuff done, it's good to play in a squad. Yeah, that's kind of a limitation. So, like, I remember I mentioned it earlier before, like, at the start of the show. Like, what are some of the things that really disappoint you the most? Would you say something like that is something that's kind of high up there? Or is it something else? Like... For you personally, like for social features or just anything like for me, for example, like I need to play a game that I can just like pick up for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, put right back down. That's mm. one of the nice things that Modern Warfare does, because you can go into a match, play a match, 10, 20 minutes, you're done. Same thing with League. That was like a set time, anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes, you're done. And for something like Escape from Tarkov, like. I can get into a match. It's better now these days from what I've seen. But man, I remember I waited when I first tried to play the game. I waited for like 
two or three hours, not even exaggerating, just playing over here on the Japanese servers. Yeah, for that game it, around here, you know, you got need to use the other servers because it's a little rough just doing like I know sometimes for me too, like I couldn't just play on Japanese servers, especially during certain times. So I would need to do uh, Hong Kong and Korea as well. Or uh, sometimes Singapore, but um, yeah, I, I guess um, you could say that games like Escape from Tarkov or games that you need to learn, like you could say that about like a, a fighting game too, where it's like you play Mortal Kombat and um, you go online. You could play a quick game, but like when you really think about it, right? We were talking about this. Like when you play a game, do you want to play it to like be good and like? feel good about beating people or do you want to play for fun and then at the end of the day it's like well if i'm playing this game every day and you know this is what happened with you at league right you're like well i'm not getting any better so why am i still playing it and if i'm not having fun so it's it's tough sometimes yeah it's a little disappointing when you play a game you buy it and then you know you just get nothing out of it it's like it's not fun uh you're not good at it or you realize that you need to put in like thousands of hours. Like I was talking to uh, one of my streamer friends. Like he's talking about, yeah, before I, um, you know, get serious with doing whatever in Tarkov, I want to put at least another thousand hours or whatever into it. And I'm like, where are you getting this time from? Like I, you look at that in the grand scheme of things. Like you're talking about thousands of hundreds, you know, hundreds of thousands of hours into a game where you may or may not be the best. They do the tournaments in Tarkov. That's what I mentioned. I was like, oh, do you want to do it? It's like the Punisher tournament where you go in factory. You have like an hour to kill as many people in factory, right? But you have to, you know, you can do multiple raids, but you got to kill as many PMCs in an hour. But he's like, yeah, before I do that, you know, I want to do like at least a thousand more hours before I do competitive or something like that. And I'm like, has it become like that where like competitive gaming maybe it's always been like that i don't know but maybe like back, i think it may be because like the competitive scene was so much smaller you know when you heard of gaming tournaments it's like whoa like it was a big deal like you didn't know too many people that did it now everyone's online it's so easy you know for joe schmo guy you never even heard of he might not even be a streamer but he's like total god in the game and he, it might just be natural ability or maybe he just puts in a lot of time. But where does that put the average player? I think it really boils down to what that person's in, um, personal schedule is and how much they love to play that game. Like for me, I loved playing League. I did. And my only goal for that was just to reach like gold. That was it. But for someone to get ready and be competitive in something like Tarkov and say, yeah, I want to drop a thousand hours. It's like, no, man, like that sounds like you're, that, that sounds like a job. Like if you're going to be putting anywhere more than the hours you put in at work, I think that's an unhealthy game. Like flat out, unless you're like truly enjoying it. You got all your shit together. You know, you have a girlfriend, you have priorities to meet. But if, if that's like your game, hey, man, that's your game. Because there are people out there that play Street Fighter V and only Street Fighter V and have dropped like 6,000 hours. TF2, 10,000 hours. <laughs> it, it just, it really confuses me. It really confuses me how somebody can 
sit down and do all that and come out unscathed. And what I mean by that is like they didn't put money into it. They didn't have like some little Britney Spears breakdown with themselves, <laughs> lost some friends, missed out opportunities. I don't know. I feel like gaming has really put a real it's put everybody into check with how they manage their own personal time. And for me, like doing the whole podcast thing with you, I felt like I was way more productive in doing this than what I would ever be doing and playing a video game. And I'm not sure if that's just because I'm getting older and I'm having to like worry about things like that. But when you're younger, it feels like you, you can get away with it. It's actually kind of like enabled because your parents know, you know, you like it. It's going to keep you in the house and it's safer or and, and then to tack another factor onto that, you're not old enough to go and start working, mm. you know, so that's that's kind of like how I feel about it. Yeah, um, I think the closest game where I put in like so many hours with my friends is it was a uh, Naruto Class of Ninja 2 and then like that series. And it was only on GameCube and Wii. But we and we played a lot of Rock Band, too, like because we, you know, and I, it's it's funny. I think about how many hours we played on Rock Band and then did, didn't dedicate that time to actually starting a band. Uh, it's kind of funny to me. Uh, but, you know, when I think about that time, I played the Nard. It was like a fighting game, but we loved playing it. And I got my value out of that game. Right? I didn't even care about like when we bought it, like I didn't know what to think of it. Right. Because we just like Naruto. So that's why we played it. Back in the day, it was that simple. When you when you saw a game like Naruto, Dragon Ball, you bought it because, oh, I like this. And then if the game sucks or it's good, then, you know, you kind of uh, rationalize because, well, it's still like a Naruto or it's still Dragon Ball. That's why all those like Dragon Ball Z games have been the same for the past like five, ten years, because people still love Dragon Ball and they'll still buy it no matter what, even if it's the same game. So um, I guess what's disappointing to me is like, Maybe there's just not much I look forward to. Or if I do play a game that's in the same series, like, for example, um, like I love the Far Cry series, right? I love um, I played since Far Cry 2. I played a little Far Cry 1, but it's it's OK. But since Far Cry 2, um, I've been playing since up until 5, New Dawn, and then now uh, 6 coming out. And with that series, I genuinely get excited. I like that series. Um, I look at a series like uh, Elder Scrolls, like Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind. Like what was disappointing to me is when, like maybe this is just Bethesda, but they did it with like Elder Scrolls and uh, Fallout, right? They made their they made their MMO version or their their idea of a, of a multiplayer version of their single player experience. And it's just like, I don't want to play that. Like, I don't like, I don't want to play Elder Scrolls to play with other people. Like I want to explore it for myself. You know, I want to experience, you know, their original RPG, you know, like just build upon that. I don't need something new. And I know sometimes, yeah, some you're, well, maybe I'm rejecting change or whatever, but I just don't want to see an MMO version. And then with Fallout 76, it was like a terrible launch. Um, that was like two or three years ago. And I was excited because it was Fallout. And I was like, oh, I can play Fallout with my friends. Like, I thought that was a cool idea. 
but it was just the execution was horrible. And and over the years, uh, it's it's improved. They had updates, but it's like it's like I don't want. <laughs> it's already ruined. Like you know, the only people who are playing now are the people who are obsessed. With, like you know, they're kind of like gatekeepers. Like they have all the stuff. They have the exclusive membership, and they'll help you out. But it's like this is kind of like a waste. Like. I don't like it's disappointing in games like that where um, for a new player, it's almost impossible to match up with any of the experienced players. Right. Like you take a game like Tarkov going back to that. A level one PMC is is not going to do shit to, you know, someone who's, you know, in their 50s running Metagear, fully kitted M4 with a slick arm. You know what I mean? Like, you know. But that's that game, right? That's kind of like the allure. It's is that it's a tough game. Whereas you take other games and maybe they're a little bit more accessible, but the overall experience is just whatever, you know? Like you got games that okay, you got games that focus on story, games that focus on gameplay, and then maybe other games that like are just fun with friends. Like like Destiny, for example, right? Destiny is kind of cool. Like the idea behind it is interesting, but like it's super grindy and it's to me, the gameplay is whatever. It's like Halo, but on crack, I I guess. But um, I just don't want to put that many much time into a game where, you know, we might pick up something else later on. I don't know. You don't know what makes you a little bit more disappointed in video games these days outside of those? Maybe it's just not finding something that I look forward to as much. I mean, there's a few games like like Dragon Age. Uh, what about Dragon Age is it that makes well that makes you excited for it? What what makes you think of that one? I think of Dragon Age because like, okay, first played the first three and it's always been a steady improvement. It's never been like, oh, we're gonna like make this into like an MMO or we're going to, you know, it, it's the ongoing story, uh, the lore, the, the, the world that they build. Um, it's just, it's so fascinating to me. And like, it, it's those games I can play over and over again. Like a game that I can play over and over again is a game that I find value in. If there's a game like, uh, I don't know, like there's certain games like, I buy like for for example the last of us like I know everyone loved that game but I could not get myself through it and even if I did I wouldn't want to play it again like I wouldn't want to replay it or go through it again I don't know there's certain games that just just don't do it for me and I just find it less and less where I find games that do that for me Thank you.